Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Earning college credit while you're still in high school can expose students to higher education and help them get an early leg up with tuition and earning a college degree. But access to those courses remains uneven across California. In many areas of the state, Latino and Black students are disproportionately underrepresented in these dual enrollment classes. The dual enrollment people were definitely not like the same demographics as me. Why do some high school students not have as much access to college classes as others? What can California high schools and colleges do about it? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. Aaliyah Vega has wanted to be a lawyer since she was very young. I grew up in a family that was very poor. And I, you know, I, I saw like what like the incarceration system is and like how it can impact families. And also my father was actually deported and I have family members that are undocumented. And so it's a really big, like close to home for me. And it's something that's heavily impacted my life. And I would like love to work on and help other people that like are going through the same thing. Aaliyah knew it would take at least seven years to get through college and law school. So when she found out from older friends that she could take college classes while still in high school, she jumped at the chance. So it immediately sparked my interest just because it was going to save me two extra years, you know, of just financial stuff and also just in college and knock that seven years down to at least five. So freshman year, Aaliyah asked her high school counselor about it. But the counselor said no. Which didn't make sense to me at the time just because I had other friends that um, were in the same program as me that were doing dual enrollment. And so I was just very confused about like, why could they do it and why couldn't I? So I never really got a reason for it from her, at least. And it was just like, oh, it's going to be way too hard. I think that's what she said to me. Aaliyah has some ideas about why her counselor didn't think she could do college-level work. Aaliyah attended Long Beach Polytechnic High School in the Program of Additional Curricular Experiences, or PACE. It's a magnet program for students with good grades and test scores that offers a lot of honors and advancement placement classes and is known for sending its graduates off to prestigious universities. But Aaliyah says most students in the program were from middle schools in wealthier neighborhoods than hers. My middle school is actually a low-income middle school, and it's, it is heavily Latina and Latino, and we're, um, we're considered low-income. And so I really feel like it was because of a middle school where I was coming from where she might have seen, like, I don't think you're ready for this because other people in the PACE program had a lot more resources in their middle schools, and they were doing APs their eighth grade year, you know? Aaliyah felt pushed out of dual enrollment classes. When the counselor who kept her from enrolling retired after Aaliyah's freshman year, she asked the new counselor again to start college courses, and she was able to enroll. Once in the college courses, she noticed that there weren't many other low-income students and Latino students in the courses with her. The dual enrollment people were definitely not like the same um, demographics as me. Like they, I didn't meet like anyone that was like coming from the same middle school as me from low income or stuff like that. It was mainly the, the population of my, of the PACE program that, um, you know, we're on the wealthier side and it was um, mainly a lot of white demographics where I was seeing in my courses. This is Education Beat. 
getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, who gets to take college courses in high school? EdSource looked at the data on dual enrollment and found that the opportunity to take college courses in high school varies greatly depending on where you live. And Latino high school students in particular are often under-enrolled in dual enrollment courses. My colleague Ashley A. Smith wrote about it for EdSource. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Zadie. So tell me what you found when you looked at which students are uh, underrepresented and whether all students are represented fairly in dual enrollment classes. Yeah, so um, like almost everything in California, it really depends where you live. But when we looked at the community college districts and their dual enrollment and compared it to the pool of high school students available to them, um, for Latino students, we found that 58 of the 72 community college districts had lower numbers of Latino representation than the pool of students that were available to them. So take, for example, Lake Tahoe. Uh, They enrolled about 18% Latino students in their dual enrollment program in 2021. But when you look at their high school demographics and essentially the pool of students that are available to them, they have more than 44% of students in the Lake Tahoe area are Latino. Okay. And what about Black students? So for Black students, uh, a good example would be, let's look at Kern. The pool of Black students that attend high schools in Kern uh, is at 4.5%. But when you look at the percentage of students that they enrolled in dual enrollment, it's at 1.5%, which Kern is pretty large. And it is a district that we spoke with, and they actually said that they know that that's an area that they could do better. Okay, and what are the reasons for this? So there's a, a number of reasons. I'll talk about uh, sort of the big one, and that is like the conception of dual enrollment. You know, traditionally, dual enrollment, maybe going back 10, 20 years, the idea was that your high achieving 4.0 GPA students, the ones that were already on track for college, they already had their college plans mapped out. Those were the kids that were going to enroll in, in these dual enrollment classes. That's no longer the case. That idea, however, still exists in some places. Um, I've spoken with students that said, you know, I wanted to do dual enrollment, but maybe a counselor, you know, felt that it wasn't the best class for them to take. However, almost every college official I spoke with, high school principals, experts say dual enrollment should be for everyone. I actually spoke with a um, vice president of student services at East Los Angeles College about this. And he told me that it's not uncommon to see students who struggle with regular high school classes suddenly perform better when they're exposed to a college course because it makes them want to do better in high school so they can take more college courses. So that's an idea that um, is really starting to change on the ground, Um, but not completely yet, which is why we see this issue. Another problem would be the lack of available courses. And this can really vary from school to school, from district to district. I mean, you could look in a single community college district and see a different arrangement with one high school and the courses that are available and compare that to another high school and the lack of courses available. You know, some schools they have the agreements with their college mapped out to the point where a student can earn their associate degree and their high school diploma at the same time. Other schools, 
they may only offer one class. And that can be due to financial reasons. Um, It could be due to the lack of available instructors, which is another issue. You know, finding the right person to teach a college course in a high school, a, a lot of community college districts I spoke with said that that can be very challenging. The accrediting standards basically say that to teach a college course, even if it's in a high school, it's still a college course. You have to have a master's degree in that program, in that field. And then also um, lack of awareness. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, a lot of students and their families are just not aware that they could be earning college credit in high school. And so what I found is that a lot of districts right now are just trying to increase awareness. They're doing really simple things um, like holding events for families to just learn about dual enrollment and that, you know what, it's free. Most times students don't have to pay tuition. Their books may be covered. And guess what? You're going to get a head start on cutting back on on tuition once you do go to college, earning college credit early. I mean, these are things that students, they may not know about. And if they do know about it, they probably learned from a parent or a friend who already had this experience. So just increasing awareness is is, um, a, a hurdle that a lot of districts are trying to overcome. Ashley, we're already kind of struggling to get all high schoolers graduated from high school and, you know, getting all high schoolers finishing their A through G courses and able to apply for college. What is the benefit or what's the added benefit to to taking dual enrollment classes? Sure. So I'll give you sort of two pathways, two two ideas here. When I spoke to officials at Cal Poly Pomona, they said that they noticed students who were able to knock out some of those credits early. Once they're in college, they can take 12 credits a semester instead of 15. If they failed a class or if they got a C or they want to cut back here or there because they have some other activity going on in college or they have to work, they can do that because that path to 60 credits, they started on that earlier and they were able to do it for free. And so their tuition costs are a lot lower now that they're in the university. For the student who maybe they aren't sure if a four-year path is for them, um, if, if they're not really clear on what college is about, the benefit of taking these classes is, one, you get to know that for sure by actually participating in a college class. How does a high school student know that college is or isn't for them unless they actually are exposed to it? And then even if they decide it isn't for them, community college classes are, there's more than just math. There's more than just English and and history and and chemistry classes that they can take. There's all types of um, courses that could prepare them for the future, finance classes to, to help them learn how to balance their budgets and, and better understand the economy, civics classes. Those are things that, frankly, all students need to be exposed to, whether they plan on going to college or not. As a nonprofit organization, EdSource depends on donations and grants to sustain our quality journalism. We rely on listeners like you. Between now and December 31st, EdSource has a goal to raise $100,000 to support our journalism. Make your donation today at edsource.org.
Once Aaliyah Vega was allowed to enroll in college courses, she took a whole bunch of them. She took college courses both through CSU Long Beach and through Long Beach City College. She graduated high school this last spring with more than 50 college credits, both from dual enrollment classes and her AP classes. She was able to transfer enough of those credits over to UC Berkeley that she's basically a sophomore, and she could graduate within three years, or even two if she does an accelerated plan. Since I'm a legal studies major, our... I basically fulfilled all of my general educational requirements this semester and a little bit over next semester. And so I'm working on a two-year plan in order to graduate um, next year, but I'm doing a summer minor, so I am thinking about taking it more slow and to do a three-year plan. But either way, I am graduating less than four years of an average you know, um, college student. Leah says because she shaved off at least a year of college, she's saving on tuition. And she's also hoping to use some of her Cal grant for law school. She says there was another benefit to dual enrollment that she hadn't even expected. Through ethnic studies courses at Cal State Long Beach, Aaliyah learned history that she had never learned before. It's the first time where I sat in a classroom and I actually learned about people of color in history, honestly. At the same time as her first ethnic studies course, Aaliyah was also taking an AP U.S. history class at her high school. And you can just see the two different perspectives about like how this history is being taught. I think AP U.S. history, I think we spent about tops three days about the origins of Native Americans in America. And we completely jumped to, you know, the Mayflower and like starting from origins in, like in Britain and saying like the colonies and stuff like that. No, ethnic studies was completely different. We focused about how Native Americans were here first and how this was their land before anything. We didn't talk about the origins of a white man. We talked about the origins of indigenous people that were here before the white man colonized. She went on to take more ethnic studies courses, including a sociology class about Latinos, which was one of the classes that she was able to transfer to UC Berkeley. And so just within that class, it was just, it felt way more connected to um, the content than anything else in my like high school curriculum just because I was learning about like where I'm coming from and just people from my community. And for me, it just drew so much more attention to just like, why is this happening? Why aren't we learning about ourselves? And the other students in that class also felt the same way. And it was just like, if I was being taught this in class, like on a daily basis, rather than just like Saturdays mornings for an hour, it, school would be way more interesting for a lot of people. Ashley, how does it set students back if they didn't have access to dual enrollment classes? Well, it can extend how long it takes you to complete a college degree. We already know that it's taking students five, six years to complete a bachelor's degree when a bachelor's degree technically should be completed in four years. That adds up to more tuition money. That adds up to the cost of of college. And frankly, who knows what's going to happen in a person's life over six, seven years. It also means that you just don't get that exposure to something different, to learning something new that frankly, everyone needs. It's that type of learning that really helps you grow and and there's so many benefits to it. Yes, you can certainly take any type of course, um, advanced placement, honors courses, IB, international baccalaureate courses, just a regular high school course and and maybe wait to go to the community college. But 
that's fine. A lot of students do do that, but why are we hamstringing them early on when they can cut tuition costs early and they can earn a degree quicker than we all know, we look at the research and can see that that puts them on a better path when it comes to lifetime earnings, when it comes to earning a degree faster. Um, it's just a much better situation than not being exposed to dual enrollment. Are community colleges and high schools doing anything to try to close this gap? Yeah, so there are some districts that are part of uh, this initiative called Dual Enrollment for Equity. East Los Angeles is one, Sacramento is another, where they are purposefully building dual enrollment programs um, to close equity gaps. And they're doing so in areas where it would benefit students who are disproportionately underserved and who are often missing from those classes. Um a lot of those programs, East LA, Sacramento, literally they're just building them. I talked to Santa Barbara and they are one district that is um, taking the approach of just trying to raise awareness by including more families into the discussion. You know, family is, is, is huge. You know, students oftentimes don't make these decisions on their own. They talk about it with their siblings and with their grandparents. And so um, Santa Barbara did something very simple. They hosted an event over the summer to just expose these families to what the possibilities are, what's out there for them. And um, they said that the feedback that they got from families and the the more people that, that were interested and wanted to do it this fall increased, they believe, because they just held an event, you know, opening um, the doors to families to, to learn what was available to them. So um, there are a lot of high schools that I spoke with that talked about, you know, could we become a early college high school, a middle college high school, which is not an easy process. That's when in high school completely shifts its curriculum to accommodate dual enrollment with a college. That can be a massive lift and take some time. But there are high schools that are working with their colleges to to explore that, to see if they can offer um you know, an early college or a middle college program to their students. I know um, EdSource's data team is working on a deeper analysis of all of this. I am assuming that, you know, that will be um, available to people. What can listeners find um, online if they look at that data analysis? Yeah, they'll be able to see a map of the state and the districts to examine exactly what we looked at, which is the population of students that are serviced by those community colleges and the uh, the enrollment numbers in those colleges dual enrollment programs and do the comparison themselves to see what exactly is one district doing that another district isn't? Why is it that a district maybe has a high number of Latino students and maybe a neighboring district doesn't? There's a lot of different reasons behind those numbers. But uh, I think that readers will be able to pinpoint uh, the district that they live in or maybe the high school that their student attends and, and actually see what's happening there. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks, Sadie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat. Getting to the Heart of California Schools, a production of EdSource. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Aliyah Vega and Ashley A. Smith. You can find Ashley's story at edsource.org. You'll also find a map there with all our data on dual enrollment statewide. 
done by our outstanding data team, Danny Willis and Sunny Xie. Our CEO is Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Stupski Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.